Hey, hey, friend. So you have decided it is absolutely certain and positive, or maybe you're still on the fence too, and you're trying to gather all the information, get your ducks in a row. And you're saying to yourself, okay, I'm going to homeschool now. Where do we do this? Like, do I need a classroom? What is it supposed to look like? And then you head over to Pinterest and you type in the search bar, homeschool room or homeschool classroom in what pops up. All of these beautifully curated spaces. And I'm genuinely happy for those families and the space that they have and that they love it enough to share it online for all of us to, you know, a little eye candy for all of us. But I really, really hope that if you have gone and done that, that those spaces don't make you feel less than or that you can't homeschool now. And that's what we're going to talk about here today, because I don't want you to walk away from homeschool or to think you can't do it or to be excited about homeschooling only for that excitement to quickly vanish when you realize that you don't have an entire room to model your homeschool space after. And we all have different homes. Some of these spaces that you might see if you do a search on Pinterest are really unique because these houses are unique or maybe their style is really unique and we're not going to be able to recreate exactly what they have. And guess what, Mama? That's okay. It's perfectly acceptable. None of us homeschoolers have the same look, just like our feel and our vision and our goals and our families and our mission and our curriculum and our styles. Those things all look different in homeschool families. And so is the space that we utilize. So today we're going to cover how to set up the perfect homeschool space for your family. And you're like, wait a minute, Lee, I just, you just said things don't have to be perfect, but now you're saying they do. All right, hold on there. Let's get into that. And I'm going to tell you what I mean by perfect homeschool space. The key word there is how to set up the perfect homeschool space for keyword your family. Let's discuss all the things right now. Welcome to the Little by Little Homeschool Podcast, where you can get out of survival mode, feel confident in your homeschool decisions, and gain peace in your heart and home. I know that when we plant our feet firmly in this season of life and embrace our homeschooling, motherhood, and homemaking, we will thrive. I truly believe that we can do this from a place of peace and joy, all while growing a ton of contentment. And while we're at it, Mama, let's deepen those relationships with our children and love these years we get to pour into them. If you're ready to create beauty, seek simplicity, and live intentionally, homeschool Mama, then close out that lesson book, let the kids go play, and let's have an authentic conversation. If you are enjoying this podcast, I would love to get some feedback from you. And the best way of doing that is to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcast. Takes no time at all. Simply scroll right on down below like the whole list of the episodes and it'll say ratings and reviews. You can go ahead and hopefully give me a five star and then write a review. I would so appreciate it. I really do read every single review and it just... It fills my heart up and gives me a little pep, gives me a little bit more inspiration and 
encourages me to just keep at it because I love to be able to share all about homeschooling with you. I do want to share with you a recent uh, review that was left, and this is by T.N. Apple. It says, my sister suggested that I listen to Little by Little Homeschool with Lee just after the first week of podcasts. I've been a faithful listener ever since then. I'm about to finish up my second year of homeschooling. She's got a preschooler and a kindergarten, and I was already somewhat frustrated and honestly bored with school. My daughter was learning, and I loved that, but I felt like there was more out there. Then I listened to Lee and how she values education and how it is different from schooling. That, in itself, opened my eyes to what home education could be. I have gathered a lot of wisdom from Lee and I'm thankful for her burden for the homeschooling community. Oh, I got a little teary-eyed reading this uh, review for the first time because it just really shows what God can do with someone's heart. Not necessarily the person who wrote the review in a little bit, but for me, a mom who had no plans at all to homeschool. And now I have this amazing platform and this ability to be able to share with you and encourage you just with my voice. And you can pop me into your earbuds and go for a walk or fold your laundry or wash your dishes and to be encouraged and to know that you're not the only one out there. Because many of us, you know, like OG, is that what everybody says? That's supposed to stand for original. (laughs) The first time I saw that, I was like, what does that even mean? I'm so out of it. I had to like Google what these, you know, like in the urban dictionary or something. Anyway, long story short, many of us had nobody out there really to encourage us. There were a couple of books. And now it's just so cool that there's just a way for me be able to encourage you and so many other homeschoolers who have been, you know, in the trenches and doing this for a little bit. So if you could pop down there and leave a review, that would be absolutely amazing. And I'm going to thank you in advance. Okay, let's get back to setting up the perfect homeschool space for your family. And I'm going to tell you that I have been through quite a few homeschool spaces. Now, this also has to do with the fact that we've lived in one, I guess only three, I'm saying only three, three different homes since we were homeschooling, but I've had multiple different spaces. The first home we homeschooled in, so we had two. So I've had a total of four different homeschool spaces over the course of, of, we just finished 11 years. And I hope that that encourages you because what you start off with doesn't have to be what you end with. Even if we, because I had two different spaces in one home and then we had two other homes afterwards and the spaces were a little bit, I didn't have as much freedom, I guess, to kind of change it up as I did in our first home. So I hope that encourages that no matter what you decide to do this year, doesn't mean that's not, that's what you're going to do next year. And it doesn't mean that you can't change things up. I have definitely noticed that things can be very different when you have a bunch of elementary kiddos, as opposed to when you're homeschooling them when they are older. Okay. I'm going to give you six different options and just know that there can be a combination of these options, but these are just kind of mostly what I have seen out in the homeschool world. And all of this is taken from an entire lesson in Clarify Your Homeschool, where we dive into all the things, and one of those things is the homeschool space. And I really help you to evaluate and to look at your home and to figure out what is going to serve your family and your homeschool needs best this homeschool year. You can pop over and get more information about what all is included. And I mean, not even everything is in there at the webpage would be very long, but it's clarifyyourhomeschool.com. So first, 
Before I go into these six different options, I want to preface this with saying that there is no right or wrong way of setting up your homeschool space as long as it is true to your family. So as long as you're true to your family, it doesn't matter what you set up. But if you go on a Pinterest and you see something and you recreate that, you bust through the budget and you maybe bust through a wall, take the wall down, you create something, you make a whole entire room, whatever thing that you're copying of somebody else, it could be wrong if it's not going to be true to your family. Again, those spaces on Pinterest are pretty amazing and could serve a lot of families and it might be a good option for you. But let's go through these six different options and then I want you to really sit and think. So go ahead and write these down. Maybe leave some space in between each of them so that you can kind of brainstorm as to whether this can work for you or not. What I would say is maybe write down the different option and write next to it, yes or no, as to whether it is an option for you. And then go back after that and look at all the yeses of which what is an option for you and then kind of pare that down to what is the one that's going to serve my family best this homeschool year. Number one, it's the most obvious one here, and that is to have a dedicated homeschool room. Now, I've had this before, and I know plenty of friends who do this as well because they have a space, whether they bunk up a couple of kids in one room so that there's an extra bedroom for that, or they have maybe an open loft in their home that kind of can act as a room, or One of the things we did was we lived in an old farmhouse and there was an addition on it. The people before had put that addition on and they used um, that room that we use as a homeschool room as their formal dining room. But I knew that we didn't necessarily need that. That wasn't going to, that wasn't something that our family needed. We had another space, an eating kitchen that we could eat our meals at and eat together. So we used that formal dining room as our homeschool room and it served us well. So the first thing is, for a space, for a perfect space, if this works for you, is to have a homeschool room. And what that looks like can vary upon families. Some families have a homeschool room and there's just a big dining room table, which is what we opted for. And everybody did their schoolwork around that. Other people opt for small tables around the room. Some like to have a traditional feel and have desks. There are a lot of different possibilities when it comes to having a homeschool room. It does depend upon how many children you have and how big the space is as well. One of the major bonuses to this, especially if it's a room that has a door, is that when your formal time for school, your formal education, your time to do book work is done, you know what you can do? You can close the door and be done with it. It's kind of like out of sight, out of mind right then. So that's something that a lot of people who have a specific homeschool room enjoy that part about it is that they can just kind of close the door and move on with the day. And that works for them. And that's, that's perfect. I love that they are doing that. Number two, the second option is to have a homeschool space. Now I mentioned a loft that could fall under space as well, depending on if it feels more like a room or if it's a walk through kind of loft space or some type of nook, cranny, some type of maybe small offshoot of a house that maybe doesn't have a door or could have a door. Maybe it is a part of a finished basement. Maybe it's a corner or a part of a family room, but some type of space, whether it is blocked off with something permanent or something temporary or not blocked off at all, but just this is our homeschool space. So instead of saying room, because it's not technically a room, 
we have a homeschool space. And what a homeschool space looks like is there's different options as well. You might have a table or tables or desks or workstations. And for both of these, a homeschool room or homeschool space, maybe it looks a little more formal. Maybe you have posters on the wall. Maybe you have uh, maps on the wall. Maybe you have charts uh, for letter charts for your little ones, or maybe you have, um, you know, graphs or whatever it is that, you know, will work for your family for that homeschool year. Maybe you have artwork or just fun posters. Those are typically maybe found in a homeschool room, homeschool space, doesn't have to be, but that's a lot of times where you're going to find that kind of stuff. Now, number three is just using, not just, I say that loosely, I didn't mean like just, you know, because it's still a big deal but using your kitchen or dining room table as your homeschool space. You might have a cabinet in that room that you are able to put your books and to put things in, or maybe you put things on top of a cabinet, or you have some type of piece of furniture, something something that is permanent in that room that you store your stuff into, or maybe you store it in a different room and bring it in. But either way, everybody is gathered around the kitchen or dining room table, whether it's in an eating kitchen, or you have a formal dining room, or a not formal dining room, but it's still a dining room, but everybody's gathered around and kids can look across the table and see each other and you're able to have discussions. And I mean, that can happen in a homeschool room and a homeschool space as well. But a lot of people do opt not to have a formal set aside place. They're like, this is, you know, we'll eat breakfast and clean up. We'll do our work here and then we'll clean it up and we'll have lunch. And then we'll clean up lunch and maybe come back and do some stuff. But utilizing what you already have is a really good option. This fits in a lot with some people's homeschooling styles, but it's a good option if you don't have the space to have a room or a separate space, or maybe you need to do things on a budget and well, we already have a table. Let's just use the table that we have. A lot of times for this option, if someone was to come to your home and it wasn't during homeschool hours or time that you guys are working on things, you might not realize that you homeschool right there because it just looks like a dining room. So basically you're just utilizing a space that your family uses for other purposes, but on the other times it might not quite look like you are homeschooling. It could, and that's going to, there's, there's one we're getting to here that goes into a bit more of what that looks like. Okay, so number four is to use rolling carts. Have you guys seen those? You can probably find them at Walmart, maybe Target, Hobby Lobby, and definitely online. You can order them. But basically, they are carts with wheels, (laughs) thus the rolling carts. Uh, A lot of them are metal, and they might have different levels, and each of the levels has sides to it so that you are able to put books and put things in it, and those things can't fall off. So it's not necessarily just like a tray but there's sides to it as well. This idea often pairs well with families who want to use a kitchen table or a dining room table, but they don't want or don't have the space to add their homeschool uh, curriculum or supplies or, you know, their science kits with their microscopes and all the things. They don't have that option or they don't want that option of keeping it in that kitchen or dining room space. So they put it on a rolling cart Maybe those rolling carts do stay in in the room, or maybe they're kind of rolled into a closet uh, when you're done using them for the day, or maybe during the week they just sit out in the dining room and you roll them into a closet for the weekends, or maybe they just always sit out and you just roll it away when maybe company comes and they need a little bit more floor space for everybody. 
The whole rolling carts thing is really super popular right now. I'm seeing it a lot of different places and a lot of families who really, really like it and it works well and serves them well. So how many carts do you need? Some people might have a cart, one per child. Some of them might use, combine a couple of carts for, uh, well, they might use one cart for a couple of kids or they might have one, you know, whatever that is, but then there might be a cart that has, or at least one of the levels you might share with a child of, you know, all your stuff that you do together, maybe your morning time books and those kinds of things. But the carts are a good option for when you want to keep all of your stuff together and not necessarily lose books. Maybe kids take take something and then go and do it at the dining room table. Or they go to the living room or they go to the room, but then it is returned back to the cart. Number five, and I hope you're writing these down and then going and writing next to them yes or no if it's an option for you, okay? So once you get through all six, then you can go ahead and take a look at what do you think will actually work for your family. Number five. Some families don't want to hide their homeschool materials, and it is simply just a part of their home decor and their style. They could have shelves full of books and art supplies, and they might be in their kitchen or the living room or their dining rooms. They might even hang up math facts on kitchen cabinets and maps in the living room. They may have books scattered in various rooms, or they might have baskets with specific books. But basically, their home is their homeschool as well. There isn't necessarily a separation when it comes to their decor and to their style. Number six is the classroom. Basically, the world is the classroom. And these families often, not always, but they do not, don't really prescribe to using maybe a formal curriculum or a lot of formal curriculum in their home. And basically, the world is their classroom. They'll probably use books from the library, living books and things, but there isn't necessarily a need for a cart or shelves with all kinds of things. Now, they might have shelves full of books, nature books and good literature and that kind of stuff, but the world is more so their classroom. Now, that was all six of them. Did you did you get that? Okay, let me go over it real quick here again. Number one is having a homeschool room. Number two is a homeschool space. Number three is utilizing your kitchen or dining room table with cabinets. Number four is using rolling carts. Most of the time those are brought into the living room or dining I mean to the kitchen or dining room, but the living room is an option as well. Number five is that homeschool is just a part of your home decor and your style. And number six, the world is your classroom. So I hope you've written down yes or no next to all of those. And the no's, we're not going to be concerned with those. The things that you cannot do in your homeschool because of space or budget or the way that you want to do homeschool is not a hindrance to you. So let's just ignore it. That's great for other people, but it's not an option for you. And that's okay. Let's not dwell there. Let's move on. I want you to focus on the ones that you said yes as being a possibility. And I want you, when this episode is over, I want you to really stop and consider how that would look, how that would work in your home. How do you decide though? What I want you to do is I want you to evaluate three things. So as you're looking at your list of ones that are said yes, you can also look at the no's because after you evaluate these things, these three things I'm going to tell you, you might move some of those to the yes list and some of them from the yes might move to the no list. First thing is I want you to evaluate your home. Be honest and be realistic. If you don't have room for another, for it to be an entire room, your homeschool, then that's not an option. Maybe you have eight kids and you are in a three-bedroom home and 
you don't have the option of using one of the bedrooms. That's okay. There's so many other options. Creating a homeschool space actually unleashes a bit of creativity within us as homeschool moms. And I love that kind of stuff. And if that kind of scares you, it's okay. Lean into it. Your creativity will come. Just give it a little time. Don't be afraid to think outside the box. Okay, so how to decide. I want you to evaluate your home. Second is I want you to evaluate your homeschool style. We've talked about this in episode 64 a little bit when we talked about homeschool curriculum. And this is another thing when you choose homeschool curriculum using your homeschool style to evaluate and decide to uh, what curriculum. It's also going to be really important as you decide on the homeschool space because some homeschool styles require a specific space or at least shelves or at the bare minimum carts or baskets to be able to hold your different supplies in your curriculum. Third thing I want you to evaluate is your personality. What is it that you want? Do you do you like to have a space set aside for your homeschool? This is this is where everything at the end of the day, I want everything back into the space. Is that how you operate best? Is that how you can function best? Then that's going to be a good option for you. If you're a bit more laid back and free about it and you're like, it's okay, we'll find the book somewhere sometime, then you're not going to necessarily need a formal room or a formal space. So embrace the personality and the way that you go about it that God has given you because he knew that you were going to be homeschooling. Now, if you know that your personality is holding back your homeschool from being what it can be, you are maybe too laid back and your kids are, I don't know, 17 and not reading yet. That's an extreme example, but you know, you know, in your heart, you have this stirring that things need to be a little bit, I don't want to say tighter, but a little bit more disciplined. And maybe that's the Holy Spirit speaking to you and saying that, you know, some changes need to happen. And maybe the first place to kind of start to do that is to change up where you're doing your homeschool, or at least having a home base or having some way of, um, like somewhere to branch off of and you know where everything is ending up eventually. And if that's you, this is another great option, another reason for you to head on over to Clarify Your Homeschool because I can help you get disciplined, but not in a disciplined kind of way that's going to go beyond the way that God is calling you to homeschool. I hope you hope that makes sense. Try to really work at balancing that. One last thing I want to add to you is that whatever you decide for this homeschool year, now maybe you homeschooled last year and you're like, that was not working. We need to change. That's fine. That's what I want to say. Know that it can change. Like I mentioned in our first home that we homeschooled, I homeschooled in two different spaces. There was a need. There was a reason to change. And we did that. You are, do not have to be married to the space that you have. And maybe you like the space and it's a good, good option for you, but things aren't working. Maybe the books are everywhere. Maybe you need to hang up some shelves. Maybe you need some baskets. Maybe you just need a little bit more organization, but know that Um, it can change. It doesn't have to stay as it is. And right now, this summer is a really good time to get this set up so that you are feeling good and know that you're going into the homeschool year with the perfect homeschool space for your exact family. If you haven't already joined the Facebook group, you're going to want to head over and do that. The link is in the show notes. And I want you to join the Facebook group, or if you're already in the Facebook group, I want you to go over there and I want you to share your homeschool space ideas. 
or take a picture, share a picture of what you're using or take a picture and say, Hey, look, this is, this is my option for a space. What do you suggest? And ask the other mamas in there for some suggestions and ideas. You don't need to do this homeschooling thing in a vacuum. You don't need to set up your room in a vacuum. We can help you out, give you some input. Ultimately, you'll have to decide, but go ahead and join the Facebook group. We'd love to have you over there. And if you want to go ahead and leave a review, if you did not pause this episode earlier and do that, you can go ahead and scroll down and leave that as well. But I am excited to see what your homeschool space, what it is like. It's been fun to watch the moms in Clarify Your Homeschool to see how they have uh, figured out what it is that uh, works best for their family. This was a fun episode, friend. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day and I'll see you back here on Thursday. If this podcast has encouraged you, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. I love to hear how this show has impacted you. So if you could hop over and do that, I'd be so grateful. While you're at it, take a screenshot of this episode and share it with your friends to encourage them. You can also find me over on Instagram at Little by Little Homeschool. Until next time, have a beautiful day, Mama.